0: My name is Tom, I shared my steam library with my friend. then we chatted about it, this is Two Guys, One Library nice to have you back. What's your name? My name's Colin. This is episode number two. You already know my name. (laughs) Um, It's also a very special day. It's a very special uh, uh, episode of uh, Two Guys, One Library, because we're not doing the same thing again and again and again. Oh no, we're not certainly looking at another survival game. But wait. But wait, there's more.
1: We are. We are indeed. Because the two randomly... And genuinely randomly selected games this week. Um, we created an Excel spreadsheet, which was fun, mm. which will randomly mm. select uh, two games. The first of which is The Long Dark. And the second of which I can't even remember the name of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do during this. Uh, we, will, uh, we will look up on a slablet or phone mm. rectangle to find out the name. I believe it's called Super Blaster Panic. Flood Cat jumpy chibi kawaii insanity anyway yes uh, so a uh, bit of that and uh, then i'm going to introduce a new feature as well which is a surprise new feature for the uh, the emergent nature of this uh, this particular show but first but the first, long dark the long dark indeed so um this is uh, a game that i saw a long time ago come up in early access uh, i'm talking what is it it's got to be a couple of years now, maybe three, three years ago, came up, which was subsequently kickstarted. Yes,
1: and funded so that they could build this thing. That I
0: have to say, when it came up, I thought I was going to absolutely hate. Mm. So, um, Colin, if you'd like to just uh, in in a sort of a, a, a Twitter esque way, just uh, sum it up in a few few clipped, succinct sentences, siblings.
1: Cold weather walking simulator.
0: Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, I'd take that. I would go with um, watercolor whimsy despair simulator. Also valid. Yeah.
1: And uh, it is a. Uh, so you have two options when you launch the game. You can either play in survival mode or it does have a story mode, which I think is a nice addition to the genre. Yeah. Generally, you just go straight in with the pain. In this, you yeah. have a uh, partially narrated. Story-based pain.
0: Yes, the, uh, the, there's two episodes out at the moment of it, because uh, when they um, did the major update in that kind of No Man's Sky kind of thing, like you release something and you get a hardcore fan base, they, they got into the survival thing. Tricky mechanics and all this kind of stuff, and loads of bugs, very heavily. So I remember it came out at the same time as um, Firewatch, actually. Firewatch, which is... Oh, which is I a hot don't... version. Of this yeah but but very polished, yeah. very
1: atmospheric and very critically renowned um this i hadn 't really heard very much about, but i rather than because last episode we uh, we played unturned, which is a, a very fun survival um game, so this time rather than going straight into survival, i thought i 'll have some story, so that 's what I did. I played the easy version of the story,
0: yeah, they introduced the story mode into it, and essentially the the, the premise is that you, there's a it 's sort of like a a soft post-apocalypse, uh, apocalyptic concept, where there's been a geomagnetic kind of storm, I suppose, and you're a pilot, uh, uh, you're, you're, and you've crash-landed in the Canadian wilderness. And this is all backed with a
1: kind of greater um, kind of economic downturn in the world. So that means that the places that you end up visiting in the game aren't supported by the... the outside world, really, which gives an extra kind of level of desolation to the whole thing. But we, when,
0: when, Which it's... is a counterpoint to things like uh, The Division, which I suppose, Tom Clancy's The Division, which is more kind of, uh, you know, something bad's happened and now we are got to kick ass in the true way we do it. But the outside
1: world is still available yeah. and it brings in technology. Here it's very rustic, you know, mm. you're not getting any fancy futuristic stuff, it's very much of the now, even although there are occasional hints that you are living in a, a, a near future world the stuff that you deal with is very much... Yeah, um,
0: it's all rooted in a a, a sort of parochial, rural setting. I I mean, very rural. It's like a wilderness setting, isn't
1: it? And so it starts off on the story mode where you're in. a a, a pilot called Mackenzie and Mackenzie helps you familiarise yourself with the controls and with the world by guiding you around his little kind of hangar thing where he stores his seaplane. And... While you're doing that, someone arrives who, it turns out, is one of Mackenzie's... is Mackenzie's ex-wife. Da-da-da-da!
0: And Mackenzie and Mackenzie's ex-wife have a very stilted conversation. Well, I'd say it was just laden with loads of pregnant pauses and that kind of like, let's not go into the past. Here's some past. Yeah, I mean... Let's I not go into that. I don't like a lot of
1: exposition, unnecessary exposition, but yeah. I would like something, you know, rather yeah. than just
0: go, no, no, no. Um, one thing I'd give it, I mean, just in... Uh, start, start seeding opinions in with this, um, with with the world that's kind of painted. It's got a very, uh, uh, very unique art style. It's very uh, sort of sort of watercolory. Very uh, um, lots of swatches of things. It's very simplistic in a way, but it's also quite charming. There's something disarmingly charming about it. The atmosphere of it, even from the
1: beginning on the title uh, sequence, is excellent. I. I really like the music, mm, which, mm. which on the title sequence... Especially is, I love the music. Lots of cellos, yeah. lots of kind of rumbling, like, mm, you're alone. And it's interspersed within the game. At, at, at only a few points, but it does really give that atmosphere mm. that you're talking about.
0: The, um, the difference between when you start the game up, though, that I found was that uh, you've got a choice between this, sort of, this new uh, single-player campaign, which is a story-driven linear campaign, which has... Uh, I've only played it up to the end of episode one, uh, but it has a series of quests and sub-quests, but they're not in a sort of a Elder Scrolls kind of way where there's somebody with an, a question mark above their head. It's quite an emergent, very linear, quite contrived, sad to say. I'd say that was its only sort. It's, it's very hand um, in terms of what you're meant to do next. But there's a couple of little branches because it feels like they wanted to make a sandbox game, a survival sandbox game, um, and so I jumped straight into the sandbox and there's no context given with it. You, you basically are just sat in amongst a bunch of snow and it goes like, what would you do? And instantly you go like, oh, I'm going to pick up everything I see. And you're kind of learning these mechanics. So it, it, maybe, maybe, Colin, you could uh, go over the, uh, the gameplay loop. You're, you're really
1: cold. You're really hungry. You get something to eat. You get some fire and it all starts again.
0: Okay. And these are done by uh, radial meters in the bottom left. And you have an overriding condition meter as well, don't you? Yeah. So um, how do you feel about the uh, the way that those the, the sort of survival mechanic is, 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 is held well, in this game? When I was playing the story, um, you... You're playing I, it on easy, aren't you? I am playing it on easy because... I'll, I played it on the normal mode, I
1: think. Okay. So we perhaps I would slightly different experiences. But I, the most peril I found myself in was... Just after what we were talking about with the hangar scene, you then get in the plane and the plane crashes because of uh, some unknown um, environmental reasons. And then I thought that sequence is great, it was to great to be honest. Um, yeah. And you crash and you find yourself completely bewildered, you're you know already half dead. And your first thing that you need to do is to survive, so you need to get um,
0: bandages, you need to repair, well, not repair. Well, you don't. <laughs> you don't repair well, your own you, body. You, you kind of do. You have to. You have to like put a bandage on. And yeah. and but the, the funny thing is, it's like an it's a it's it's got this tonal dichotomy in it that you are kind of wandering around, and he'll he'll comment on things. He'll comment to make you aware of what your meters are doing. So sometimes he goes like, "Oh, I could." I could eat anything right now, and um, and he's he's a very likable character, the 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 Will McKenzie that I, I played um, in both the sandbox and in the you, you do warm to him, but then there's times when like I was going, you've eaten more than I did today, and why why is that meter going down? I mean, and this is the glaring problem for me with the game is that it, it it's one of the only problems that I have with it is that um, the survival elements that are set up for it are quite hard to decipher how they'll affect your chances of survival so your condition meter is essentially a health meter but you can survive with one of your so you've got like temperature exhaustion uh food and drink yeah and they, they go down at different rates depending on what you're doing and actions you're doing. The first time I died in the sandbox was that I read a book too long and I died of hypothermia. Now, this to me is immersion breaking. That sounds like something that would happen to you in real life, though. The This is why I'm not allowed into... Uh, the, the freezer world, section. The, uh, in in Iceland or, or in Canada for that that, that <laughs> reason. The, um no, my My problem is that like, for somebody who is a, a pilot and is, is is dressed up as being this... And, and it's written very well, all, all of the kind of characterization is great. It's like reading... I was reading a book about sewing so I could repair my clothing uh, in front of a fire. And I was... And I kind of went, well, I'll read for an hour. I couldn't go less than an hour. And then I was reading the book and then I died. And... But there's a cancel button. You can cancel these things. But my mouse didn't go down to it. it. I, I wasn't able to click on it. There's there are some UI issues with this. the The initial survival bit
1: is difficult because you're constantly trying to battle all of these different things all at the same time and not really knowing very much about it. Which actually, exactly. I quite like that. And as I said at the beginning, I was quite. I was expecting to not like this game. Is
0: this in the story
1: mode? This is in the story mode, but. Right. Um, I, the same surely must apply to the survival mode, in that you don't really know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that ambiguity is really nice in terms of like placing you in the situation of like, oh, you are like Will McKenzie, you know, you kind of come into into nothing. But he's he's kind of a hardened character, but it just felt like I was I was pandering to these tiny needs, and really, what I realized after a, few, a couple more hours of playing was that I didn't need to pay attention to them quite as much. Yeah, that you- the condition meter, which I was treating as a health meter. Like an HP, like hit points, was it? It would come back up again if I was in a house. Yeah, you can get away with more than you think, exactly. And that then leads on, but it gives you no ability or or no foresight to see how much you can get away with. Yeah, and so I ended up just scrabbling around, and I got stuck in these little loops where I was like. Well, I'm really cold now, so I need to right, light another fire and find some more rabbits to hit on the head with a stone yeah. and then kill the rabbit, and then I have to spend like an hour harvesting the rabbit, and then the wolf comes along and you hit it with the shoe, and then you have to bandage that and then and I was stuck in that first in the story mode, I I was stuck in the um the first bit for about I reckon about three times longer than I needed to, because That's I was trying to patch myself up. Exactly what I did,
1: and then the the way that I solved that was to just go, you know what, I don't care enough. I'm just going to walk and see what happens. Yeah, And then end up walking and arriving at the first big bit of the story where you meet someone called Grey Mother in a yes. house. Which is an
0: incredibly well-written character. I love that. The, the whole scene that you get with her. It was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And because you see a bunch of dead people in this—not there's it, isn't spoilers, really—but you she sat there with a with a shotgun. She yeah. tries to and you it's know, she, blind. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's all it's a little bit odd.
0: And for some reason, she has an infinite fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I was a bit jealous. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm terribly sorry, but the, and this is one of the things that did annoy me. It was like, well, I'm going to help you out, grandmother. Maybe we can help each other out. I'm going to store some firewood for you. I was like. She seems to be doing okay with her infinite magical and fire. she also wanted 8,000 units of food. I was yeah. like, I've, I, got, I've got like a candy bar. I've I got yeah, a granola bar and some sardines. And I don't <laughs> even have a can opener. I don't even like sardines. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the, the opposite side of it... Cause, uh, well, actually, the, um, the story mode is great. You meet these characters. You're trying to search for your ex-wife who's been in the plane. And she's got a dark secret. So there's something really driving the narrative. But at the same time, um, the busy work of this game, uh, especially especially in the story mode, I found dragged back from it. Because in the sandbox, I don't mind random number generation. There might be stuff in a cabin, there might not be. Because the maps are set. That's one thing to note about this. The in maps survival. Are, the maps are set. They're all set. Um, but in yeah, in the story mode, I swear to God, I opened up so many cabinets and there was nothing in them. I spent a lot of time holding down that button. And, and really, in real life, if I opened up a cupboard, it would have taken less time to see that there was nothing in it. And I know it's not trying to be realistic, but it, you're talking about when the gameplay becomes a chore. And so I'm in, in the game as well, time is compressed massively so your your day night cycle is probably about i'd say about 30 to 40 minutes which also ties into the a kind of cold and warm cycle yeah in that day is warmer and night yeah, is cold. And then you get blizzard kind of moments as well but you know you should do your exploring during the day that's what kind of the hints on the loading screen says uh, but i don't know i i just ended up just searching around people's houses and finding nothing yeah and 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 that
1: when you're playing the story mate that Frustration of having to do that is amplified by the fact that the the things that people get you to do in the story are essentially fetch quests. So go to location A, search through everywhere, come back. Go to location B, search through everywhere, come back.
0: See, I was quite happy with the that. that I mean, and again, not to go to the end of the even like further than Grey Mother, the the first major character, me. In that first episode, I just if she asked me like. I really like peaches. Yeah, Because there's of, a lot of peaches There's in a this lot game. of peaches in this game. Or just get her enough to kind of just put some food in there. Or if it was used as a base. Because it is kind of used as yeah. a base in a way as well. But at the same time, I was like, well, she's kind of like, well, I want this amount of food. I'm like, what? Tell you where you can get, love. Yeah. and And... I don't know. And the next person you meet is just as cryptic and just as odd. And then the next person you meet adds in a bit of a moral choice situation. I don't know how much of that will explain. I mean, there's a, there's a great similarity with The Walking Dead, with, um, I, th- I think, in the story mode. And I was uh, the Telltale's one. Um, but I felt, l- I, I felt I was just doing busy work most of the time with that. And in a story mode, I don't want to be doing busy work. I, I agree with all in of that. In the sandbox, that's what I've elected to do. Well, that's all you can do, really. You... But, like, when I first, came in, in the sandbox, and this is a different thing, have you played the sandbox? No. See, the first time I came up to a wolf, when I actually had a weapon, was really fun. It was like that film with, um, I think it's a Baldwin, and Anthony Hopkins, uh, where they're they against a, a bear, one of, he's sleeping with his oh, wife. Bear Fest 3. Um, Big Bear Island, bear, bear Pedo. No, could be, could bear. Um, well, they're they're basically they crash land on a on an island uh, on an island in the Arctic uh, or something like that, and one of them finds uh, the Baldwin is cheating on Auntie Hopkins' wife, and they have to fight this bear, and it's like that when you meet these bears and these wolves, and you've got kind of. A bit of a spear or a bit of a, a shank to hurt them with, and it actually is quite scary. When, but I mean, they're, you're not talking like a hunting simulator, you know. If you've got loads of gizzards on you, which I did, that they, they the wolves start coming in, but that's about as realistic as it gets. They don't even really look that good or move that well.
1: One thing that I. Even although it kind of sounds like we're being a bit disdainful towards this, one thing that I did like was the atmosphere. When the you know you get blizzard conditions and it's all kind of blown around you, it does feel very enclosed and very um, claustrophobic, even though you're outdoors.
0: Yeah, the weather effects are, are fun, even though you it's not a high fidelity game. It's not like um, it's stylized, very yeah. stylized. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I said to you that uh. That
1: For some unknown reason, all of the characters look like Alex Ferguson, the football manager, because they've got red noses and red ears, and I yeah. don't understand why. Yeah. Um, but it still looks, it looks good. And one thing that did actually occur to me was that I think this would be an absolutely phenomenal game to play in
0: VR. Yeah, might be. I, I mean, however much I like the art style, and, and I, I think it is sort of atmospheric, I don't think it's immersive. Massively, I disagree with that. I, um, that's that's the what the times when I have felt as immersive is when I've been lighting a match in a darkened house, and sometimes it doesn't catch, and so you
1: experience frustration. About yeah, it not, and you might only have a few matches left.
0: Yeah, I don't need that to happen as much as the RNG <laughs> is doing that to me. But yeah. um, I, I tell you what is the the finest moment. I'm we'll kind of end on sort of the, the bit that I like about this the most is when uh, I was playing Sandbox and and I. I Woken up from a rest in a, a cabin, uh, and then there was this kind of like weird shimmering lights, and the aurora borealis was going, and it makes the, the the creatures go a bit weird. So all your rabbits and wolves and bears and stuff go a bit nuts. But just walking out, and the way they've done the lighting effects at night, especially are good. During the day, not so much. I reckon the nighttime is really lovely, and so I've I've got the gamma probably a little bit higher than I should, just because frankly i don't like really lighting all those matches all everyone the time everyone does though yeah everyone does <clears throat> except you with amnesia but that's another that's a whole <laughs> other podcast
1: <laughs> I, th- I i mean overall i think this it was a good game but i think it's one that has balance issues and content issues in that when you're playing the story it doesn't feel like it's full enough of stuff which is an mm. odd thing to say about something that is clearly supposed to be sparsely pop- populated but once you get into episode two for example there's a lot of walking and if you're playing on easy there's very little to do so yeah, yeah. you just find yourself just trudging.
0: Fl- yeah, uh, but then I found, I've found i I found sometimes the panics of when I'm stuck to be quite thrilling but most of the time I feel like I'm just chasing those metres uh, and I'm, maybe I should just live on the edge a little bit more, maybe that's the kind of the way that the game's meant to be played but I don't know, it's unlike a lot of survival games I've played but I do want to finish the story, and I kind of wish I was doing the walking simulator rather than the... uh, Because the voice acting's great, the graphics are great, but then at the same time, you know, I quite like stabbing the wolves in the side of the head with a little spear. Anyway, but yeah, no, I thought that was a good one. Yeah, a surprisingly good one. And I I think I'm going to be um, carrying on with it, which is odd to say for me, with such a small attention span, particularly for one that we've
1: randomly selected. But yeah. uh, so that brings us on to our other randomly selected. Well, no, let's oh.
0: we'll, we'll, we'll do what we did last time. Let's keep the format. Uh, so, what else have you been playing? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. nothing. Um, uh, not even
1: a hint. <clears throat> no. Um, I, as we said last time, I'm anticipating the uh, No Man's Sky uh, new patch, but. I've read about it
0: and I haven't got a chance to play okay. it. So that is they're unfortunate prob- for me. I suck. Well, they're probably adding some Team Fortress 2 hats or something into it. That. Yeah, that'd be good. Space hats. Um, space hats. Uh, Have I've, you been play- you've just been playing Elite? No, I've been playing several things. Uh, I've been playing lots of things. Uh, uh, I played a bit, of, a bit more Doom, New Doom today. I'm playing it in fun-sized Mars bar chunks because I find it irritating and... But I really enjoy what I play, but only for about five minutes at a time. I've been playing a lot of Verdun, that uh, World War I multiplayer online... I don't want to hear about that again, no, because it think... sounds terrible. I think it's, it, it's one of those things that you, you've really got to be a bit of a sadist to play. <laughs> um, I'm, much like The Swapper. Much like The Swapper, yeah. Um, I, I'm still grinding a couple of achievements on Binding of Isaac. Uh, it's sad to say. There's we'll been an episode on that. Or
1: something but else.
0: yes, Elite Dangerous is what I've been doing. I just bought an Anaconda and I've been uh, mining some low temperature diamonds. And I joined I joined a squadron and they're all really nice. So that's great. Nice chaps. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. We've got a couple of star systems. And I feel like I've got a home. You know, someone like Alex online buddies. Oh, internet friends. <laughs> um, so yes, that's what I. Well, you know, if you've got nothing to compare to, sorry, uh, yeah, no, 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 I've been lax. No, you. It, it, I think it's a bit different when you. Um, you Have a life, right? Um, okay, game, game two, game two, yeah. Splash Blast Panic. Oh, I went for Super Blast Panic. Was, is
1: a multiplayer to... competitive party game where you must shoot, ram, dodge, and overall bully your opponents mm-hmm. outside the screen with a va- variety of water gun based weaponry. Okay, and uh, this is the when you start it up, it's very cartoony. How, how
0: was this picked?
1: Randomly. This is a... Th- this, this was random. This randomly. is a random Excel generator oh, yeah, I've picked. written here, Splash
0: Blast Panic has been selected via the power of Excel. Okay. my um, um, Lord Excel. <laughs> blessed be his macros. I I remember getting this in... I looked it up, it was in a party bundle uh, on Humble Bundle. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. It does because, make a lot of sense. Because although... Because I think that I'm not the person to be playing this game.
1: You say that, but this game is, is very cartoony and very much of the ilk of things like Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers, in that you've got... Sp- oh, yeah,
0: it's more simplistic. I think it's more like kind of adult swim games. Those kind of flight like, you or, know, it's very you, 2D. Yeah, you, yeah.
1: You're, you said Joust. Yeah, yeah. Old school Joust with the that. little... In that there's platforms... You bounce around off them, uh, you have a, a, a crosshair which you use to aim your weapon, and then you just jetpack around.
0: And you've got a, a series of kind of slightly mimetic characters, meme esque characters, like a, a cat with a silly face, a jetpack person, a llama, I don't know, I didn't look that hard. A ninja llama. He has an earwig. Um, <laughs> and then
1: as you you're, you're trying to shoot the other person, and as you're doing so, you build up uh, a superpower which you can unleash at any given point, which kind of means that you get bigger. You know, your cat brings in fr- something from outside that then flaps around everywhere, or you know, um, doesn't use its litter tray and just is really off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- my first reaction on playing was just like, "Yeah, this is really fun," and then five minutes in, I was like, "Where is my cursor? What am I shooting at? Why do I keep yeah. falling down?" It's it's one of those. I understand why it's in a party bundle, because that's, it would be really fun. It makes sense, yeah. I mean, but it, playing it on your own... No, give it, yes.
0: completely give it a miss. <laughs> I, mean, the, I reckon with four players, all playing with controllers, and I can't stress that enough. Um, not a trackball. Not a trackball, because I mean, I'm, a, I'm a keyboard mouse person. I don't really like controllers. I find, I find analog sticks quite hard to deal with. Uh, and a trackball... As, as uh, how did you liken it the other day, like uh, like being David Bowie in Labyrinth? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's a crystal. It's a crystal. Uh, doing a bit of contact juggling there. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't even know how you're playing some of these games with that. But this one, especially, I mean, it's sort of a twitch game. It's going to be really hard.
1: But the problem here is that it's not necessarily the control mechanism. It's about when your shots land on the opponent and what impact that has. I still having played it, don't really understand where the energy bar is for your opponent and it just doesn't feel like there's much of a reaction when your shots land. Yeah. So yeah. that means you're kind of zooming around thinking, Do, yeah. am I actually shooting anything?
0: Yeah, well the there's no there's very little feedback on your on when your hits connect. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Um and I found it very difficult to actually control the character. I mean, I know I was playing with the keyboards. Because
1: or... they've got a lot of inertia. So yeah.
0: when you are
1: trying to control them, it, to get them to change direction is a bit of an effort. Which, which I think could be a good thing because it does make it a little bit more of a. Whoa,
0: woo, uh, yeah. I, 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 I genuinely think that this is meant to be a bit of a brawl, kind of fun, throwaway fun game. And it's not for... Me, who likes Leonard Cohen, <laughs> sat in my pants with my Lucas Aid by myself, playing against a computer opponent. I just it just feels like that the. I mean, the developers would probably come over and give me a hug more than anything.
1: What's that ridiculous game where um, everyone's like weirdly stretchy and you kind of wrestle Are each other? Are you talking about a, a Gang Beasts? Which, when you play that yeah. with other people in particular, yeah. is really fun. Well. Th-
0: that that comes from a, a a lineage of physics physics hilarity, isn't it? It's like, oh my god, you fell over, but you were attached to me. This is all from Gary's mod. Gary's mod, didn't No, before that, Joshing Simulator one point Okay, Joshing, <laughs> and uh, and then the granddaddy of them all, uh, the Incredible Machine. Well, yeah, indeed. So scaring all those cats with rockets mm, is it? Mm. <laughs> um, but the the important thing about this is that I. I don't really like platformers. I've never gotten on with Smash Brothers. But having said that, I spent a lot of time um, with my cousin um, playing joust when I used to go to his house. And I loved it because it, that genuinely does have inertia. It, it, you're wrestling with a sort of a, a kind of a flowing movement of your weird ostrich that goes... Whereas
1: I think this kind of goes too far in that it has that and it has the slightly vague crosshair... Thing, oh, and God. the lack of feedback when your shots do land. Um, it's this is an interesting one because it's an it's a strange juxtaposition between playing a game like this having just played something like the long dark because I think it brings up questions of what what are you looking for in the game. What your do you games. want out of a game because yeah. the long dark is not a fun game by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's
0: thrilling. Yeah. I think that there's lots of adjectives you can attach to it but, but ostensibly splash punk Bum to cat
1: fe- fest um, is is supposed to be a fun game, but I didn't find it fun because there's wow. just it's a very slight miss in wow. the, the
0: the controls aren't precise enough. The feedback system you, isn't good enough. You need a controller and you need to do it, mates. That's it. And to, even if I was playing this um a, a, a land party, you know that our friend has uh, done a few times when we all played kind of big games. The um, talk yeah even something like that like two players on one keyboard you know it's great fun but you know when you're all having a laugh and it doesn't really matter it feels like like one of those and I don't think that's something to run the game down for I mean because we're not running it down it's just like I think it is what it is who got the time for that
1: it's a simplistic game but you shouldn't denigrate it for that no um but at
0: the same time, it also means it doesn't really have much depth. It's got, but, no, yeah, but, yeah, it's got but, absolutely no depth. But so it, it doesn't need to have depth. Um, to me, it's oh, I just don't really enjoy those type of games. I mean, that's the interesting point about Nidhogg because I really enjoyed Nidhogg. Well, Nidhogg is unique,
1: and you know, we could talk about the impending Nidhogg two. Impending, it's been out for a while. Oh, well, i We'll talk about that at a different time then. I will oh, investigate because I
0: haven't played it. Well, um, maybe maybe
1: that's in a future episode. One and two.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, we'll leave that. Well, yeah. it's not in my library. That's the that's uh, that's the that's the thing about Nidhogg 2. But again... It, I... Feel free to donate games, Colin, <laughs> if you ever want to play anything. Uh, <laughs> gift me a game and yeah. then we can play it. Okay, well, I'll yeah. think about it. But again, I,
1: just to go back to the, the idea of what do you want from a game? You know, even talking about a land party, you can go One Direction, which is have a sort of frenetic yep. way. Or you could go the RTS route There's loads of different things you can do. What do you
0: find, what do you personally find fun in playing a game? Absolutely. And to me, this isn't something that I wanted to play against a computer for more than like 30 seconds. Um, It's just not my kind of. Because
1: you don't hate the computer in the way that
0: you hate someone that's beaten you at a LAN party. Yeah, um, and I guess the I'm trying to think about the ones that I really, really, really got into at Lampy's and things like Unreal Tournament. I, I really liked, and but I'm the only one who likes the the vehicles in that. Um, the vehicles are super fun. Yeah, they're great fun. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I, 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 you know, it's not just all about the kind of the 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 frag. Cam. A bit like multiplayer Halo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The vehicles, the best bit. Um, well. I don't know I think it's a it that that's sort of like a thumbs up thumbs down kind of thing it's like it doesn't really matter really it's, I think it's, it's that's it's, context and context is king and it's okay to say
1: I think this is probably an all right game but it just wasn't for me, no, it's not for me. so um
0: I was going to introduce a feature um a feature a new feature which may may become emergent over whilst the these uh this show finds its feet in its way uh where on Steam. On Steam, lovely Steam, with lovely Valve and their, their sluice of entertainment that they've opened up into so many people's houses. Um, there's a million and million, million, million free-to-play games. And so I thought I'd talk to you about the one that I tried this week. Is it, wait, Next. is this
1: when you untick the adult filter and you got, you opened the Valve... If you will, yeah, in, that releases the extra sluice. Uh,
0: there's, there's, I mean, that's a mixed bag, but there are some adult-rated uh, Steam free-to-plays. Uh, but maybe we'll get into that in a in a in a super special late-night. This you is know, this podcast. is you're talking
1: about Fishing Planet, aren't you?
0: I'm talking about Fishing Planet right now, because um, next week I'm uh, well, next two weeks the uh, bi-weekly. Um, I'm going to ask you to join me in one of these. For at least a small amount of time so we can talk about this together because I think this is important because it's it's like a service. Um, so I went onto Fishing Planet, which is essentially a game where they invite you to stand next to people and not communicate with them while you don't play a fishing simulator
1: with it. So so far, this is post office queue simulator. Yeah,
0: uh, it's a bit like that. Um, you've got certain locations. So I was in Texas, and I, I got to the next. I got the next permit.
1: Fishing to... in Texas sounds straight. Is it like Arizona desert simulator where there's just
0: not there's, there's just sand? Yeah, uh, is... and then you get minus It's difficult here. Yeah, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I got I got to the Czech Republic as well. But the um the I've played fishing simulators. Okay, um, and I've been fishing. I'm not a very good fisherman. <laughs> But I've been fishing and there's things that I like about certain fishing simulators and there's things that I don't like. Um, Sega Bass Fishing. The one on the Wii. Very good. All of these are great. The Fishing in Ocarina of Time. Not necessarily a simulator, but a diverting minigame nonetheless. (laughs) I wouldn't Um, say
1: Wii Fishing was a simulator either.
0: I'd say it was more accurate than most actual fishing (laughs) I've ever been on. Uh, And certainly a lot, lot less dangerous. Um... Well, the, the, my issue with this is you've got lots of choice of gear, okay? You can, you can go to the shop and you can pad out your backpack, all this kind of stuff. And uh, can you see where I'm going with this? What it's, what it's trying to do... I need the toilet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so,
1: so you just, I don't know, you can talk about what... I'm, I'm just, just...
0: going to, I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to pretend you're still here. Prevaricate. So essentially, you can see where I'm going with this, and you agree, you're nodding now um essentially you're there just to basically uh buy buy the premium packs so you get different sort of strengths of line you get different hooks uh, but they're all kind of incrementally bound up in a hierarchy so you're going to get a marginal difference response in like perhaps the you you might start off catching a fish of a certain type of a certain weight um in a certain zone um and it doesn't really matter about your loadout. What they're trying to do is get you to purchase slightly more expensive loadouts than just being a non premium or no premium, as it's uh, labelled in Fishing Planet. And uh, in the actual game itself, when you go into this kind of free to play MMO fishing game, you see you, you go to one of several locations that you have to incrementally kind of unlock as well. Uh, you're standing around a lake and it's actually very much like fishing except for the fact that you're not outside you don't have any control about your cast you don't have to do any of the uh, the fun stuff like kind of hook up the the lines in any particular way for certain types of fishing there's no real information about what happens at the actual um location where you are so there might be certain types of fish in certain types of places but i've seen more development in um uh, there was a there was a fishing game which was um, it wasn't Sega Bass Fishing. You still talking about n- fishing games? But necessarily it was it. oh what was it called? Uh, it was it was like fishing override or something like that. And it, oh, you're right there. How's it going? Yeah, kids. Um, so m- my issue was that I was stood next to a bunch of people with a line that I had customized by stuff that was I was being urged to buy new reels and new uh, landing nets and stuff for real money. But I just chose to the in-game money stuff after the first tournament I won, and then you played long enough to be in a tournament. Yeah, um, it doesn't take long. Uh, believe me, I won't be going back on this. I mean, it's a gig's worth on my hard disk. It's not. <laughs> it's not staying there. realistic fish. It's not. It's not I mean, frankly, the, the the graphics aren't bad. The water. I tell you what, the water.
1: Yeah, that's, looks great.
0: But that the. Um, what I was just about to describe to your empty chair was the uh, the the difficulty is that you can't control your cast in any way. So it's not a simulator then. If you you've been fishing, right? I've been fishing. Yeah. Um, when you go fishing, when you're one of the things that one of the main motivators, one of the main sort of like elements of it is casting, where you're going. I'm flinging out the stuff to go where I want to try and hunt the fish there. Yeah, but that said... That's not everything. My is... point is that that's a fun bit. <laughs> that's a fun bit. Well that's like do. a
1: bit where you get the fish and you club it at the end. That but, okay. that
0: bit's great as well. I'd like to do that. I'd like to have a kill box or whatever. You're, or But you get a chance to kind of keep it if you've got a keep net or release it or or you can keep it. But if it's over the weight limit of the tournament, then you get fined, which I did... And it went. You could risk it anyway. Frankly, Fishing Planet, the free-to-play <laughs> game, which is essentially just uh, clawing at your wallet to get you to buy uh, branded reels. These are—it's it's basically a point-of-sale display. Play it. The only interaction I had with other players—I stood and stared at another player for four minutes to see if he'd do anything. He didn't even turn around. Well, maybe it's just concentrating. Um, there's nothing to concentrate on. <laughs> the indicator that a fish is struck is your float symbol and it says strike. You hold down the right mouse button, then you hold down the left. It button. sounds like uh, fishing uh, QTE. Yeah, it's fishing QTE, it's an idle fisher. That's how I'm going to put it, idle fisher. Anyway, this is a segment I'd like to do next time, so I'm going to I'm going to pick another free-to-play game and you're going to join me in it. Okay, fine. And they're not all going to be fishing games. Good. There's a lot, though. <laughs> I told you about Atom Fisher, the post-apocalyptic fishing simulator. Ice fishing simulator. I've already got that. That's in the Steam Line. Cat fishing simulator, which is in the adult portion. That is in the adult portion. But um, we'll see uh, whether Booty to Ride comes up. Um, anyway. So, yes. Uh, we'll see what comes up next time. But, um,
1: and we'll spin the random number generator to find out what games we'll be playing in the main segment.
0: We'll... Of misfortune. All right, thank you very much. The end. Bye.
1: Oh.